Hello everyone and welcome to episode 152 of Fans of Power. I am Joe Amato. I'm here with my partner in crime, Tyler T-Rex Baker and T-Rex. We're also going to be joined here partly in some part of the show with, hey, this dude right here, Nathan. Hello. Right. So what's going on, T-Rex? And then I'll uh, acknowledge everybody in the chat room. Doing pretty good. Just having a nice uh, leisure Sunday afternoon at relaxation, watching the classic uh, viewing material and ready to... Dig in deep into something that uh, needs to be addressed pronto. Yes. As if uh, it already hasn't already, but, you know. Well, it's been addressed, but it hasn't really been addressed equally, I guess, by everybody. Because, you know, you got to be fair when everybody's saying stuff. But first, let me say hello to Zentron, JSP, Fedmon. Hold on, I'm scrolling down. Uh, wait, hold on, i got to get my cord out of the way. I didn't even get any new headphones. Grimbot's here as well. Um... I just want to make sure I'm getting everybody. I apologize. Adam Gabbard, uh, Fedmont. I said Fedmont. See, I'm seeing now. Zen Brown and Motu fan number one. So thank you for joining us. Got a good turnout. Thanks everyone yeah. for showing up. Yes, definitely. We appreciate it. But okay. Well, like I said, we have a couple. <laughs> topics. Uh, hey, Nathan. There you go. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, I. I'm just. I'm here for the show. Okay. All right. But of course, you know, we have some topics we'll be discussing about characters. You know, from the toys to the cartoon of weapons who needed some who shouldn't have had some who maybe could have had something different so we got some different topics but we're going to start off with talking about the she-ra netflix trailer because we didn't really well we haven't really talked about that that was something that uh i think it was last week yeah last week we didn't get into because uh we had a guest and i didn't want to put our guest in any you know uncomfortable position of talking about something so i didn't want to do that i figured okay we're going to do it and we'll discuss it. Well, okay. As you see, <laughs> I, I can, I, I can uh, feel it. I can uh, just the way that Joe was talking. I'm like, I know he's just inside. It's just building up for him and building up and building up. And well, it just okay. Here's the I thing. mean, understandably so. No, and it is. It is because we've usually what we've been hearing in almost every published article that's out there is they say. Men don't like the new look of Shira because she doesn't have boobs. And this is the main argument that every single article has posted. Well, let's just say that they're taking select little bits of maybe where they see a guy saying something somewhere, but they're not being fair because let's just say in all the groups I'm a part of, Tyler is Nathan and everybody and probably people are listening and watching us right now, all of the He-Man and she groups are having men and women. I'm just saying this again. So we can get this little thing about men being sexist. Let's throw that right out the window because men and women have been saying this about the cartoon, contrary to how they make it seem like it's just men. So it's not fair when they try to classify an entire gender as being sexist to a cartoon, which, by the way, if we were so sexist, like I said before, would we have been celebrating this property for over 30 years and keeping it alive with websites, Facebook groups, and everything else for over 30 years, being passionate, doing podcasts, doing posts? If we were so sexist, we wouldn't have liked she from the beginning. So let's keep the sexist part of this out of the equation. And even Melendi Britt, the voice of Adora and She-Ra, she came to the defense of fans because she's seen about the article and she spoke up. And she talked about how the fans she's encountered, out of all the thousands of fans, she's never encountered so many people with so, so many great stories and what She-Ra has meant to them all these years. And for them to be classified as people that, you know, have issues in their head if they're having a cartoon being something that they're worried about all these years. Well, it's a passion because as you know, 
you can have passions of anything from any fandom. It's not like this is something new for Masters of the Universe, She-Ra, and everything else. This is in all fandoms, and it's life. Same thing with video games, the food, the movies. We all have tastes and things we like. Who would have thought that in this day and age we're living now that everybody would be enjoying video games of any age? When I was growing up, the only people that played video games by most people were young boys, and we were called dorks or nerds. And when there was teenagers, they're like, I don't play no games. Get out there and do some sports. Girls gave you a funny look like, you play games? But now everybody plays games from all ages, genders, races. And you know what? Enjoy it. And you should be welcome to appreciate anything without being, you know, like categorized as being a dork or something wrong with you. It, we are in a different age now where we can enjoy all sorts of things. But this is our passion of what we have. And they act like, here's, I'm going to be getting to about the main things of what I've seen and what I have an issue with. Like me, you're not going to hear at any point during this me talking about, boy, I wish she were here boobs. That's something I'm not going to say. Because like I said, men and women have said that. It's been both. But also both have also said that's not what they're caring or really talking about. They have other issues. But I'm going to, like I said, I'm just going to get into the whole thing of my main reasons of wanting to mention everything. Is look at how when He-Man first started. You had the figures in the mini comics. And then from there came the DC comics. And then from there came Filmation. There were some people that when they played with the original He-Man figures and with those seeing the mini comics, they didn't like the cartoon, the filmation. That was some of the fans, but the majority of fans that first seen it, that was their thing. They're like, damn it, I love He-Man, and they were collecting toys, enjoying it all. Then here came the 87 movie. If they want to talk how we're only as adults having this change of heart or we don't like change, the 87 movie came out. The majority of fans said, that doesn't look like He-Man, that doesn't look like Skeletor or the Sorceress or Grayskull, and a lot of them Hated it right from the beginning. And it took almost 30 years for them to even enjoy that. Then what happened after Filmation went away? We got the new adventures of He-Man. And again, people were like, that doesn't look like Adam. That doesn't look like He-Man. That doesn't look like Skeletor. A lot of people hated it. They lots still hate it to this day. Some love it. But then for those who say, we can't accept change. We live in the past. Let's fast forward even further to when the MYP cartoon came out. Everybody was like, Damn, that looks good. Look at Trapjaw. Look at Triclops. Look at Skeletor, He-Man, Tilo, Sorceress. We recognized what every one of them were. They weren't straying that far away from their designs, but they got, bam, a cool upgrade. So we do accept change when something is wow can dazzle us and they can still tell a great story of fantasy. But the new Shira, yeah, there's designs I don't like. The things that I don't like, first, I don't understand the jewel in the forehead and, and not the tiara. I know when she goes into battle armor mode, the tiara has it and then comes over the face and goes down oh, covering the ears. But from the get-go, the normal look, I didn't like because I don't like the tiara having it to where the ears are being shown because I don't want to see He-Man or She-Ra's ears because when you think about it, we didn't see it back then. For me, there's certain aesthetics to things that look goofy, and she looks goofy with ears. I didn't like that. So that's my critique. But then we talk about Frosta. Here's a character, again, I don't care what height she is, but you have a character who is carrying the power of cold, has the ability to shoot out ice out of her hands, who's wearing a fucking parka or a jacket. I'm like, I don't understand this. I mean, Iceman and a lot of the other characters in comic history, when you have the power of cold within you, you're not going to wear something that warms you up because it's going to counteract your power because heat is the weakness of cold and cold is the weakness of heat. So why the hell is she wearing that? That's a thing I look at I just don't like. Shadow Weaver, she looked more like Spider-Woman. She just, a lot of these character designs look weird to me. So that's what I wasn't enjoying. Now, when we talk about other things I don't like, I, again, 
anime can work for obviously well its category in certain other cartoons but back then growing up watching Voltron and Transor Z and a lot of other things I liked them for that but I wouldn't have liked those cartoons to look how the filmation He-Man and She-Ra was or G.I. Joe to where their proportions are more like taking a human being's face and drawing them as looking like humans but in a cartoon but they didn't have the over-exaggerated giant eyes, the line for the nose, the line for mouth. That's the stuff I'm not really a fan of, and I don't like that design with She-Ra. So that's that's the reason I don't like it. I'm just giving you my opinions on the designs like that. And then it comes to the people working on it. That's kind of really bugged me. Is Noelle Stevenson, she's had a couple of interviews already she's done. But from the start, when you see a tweet from somebody that is promoting a cartoon or anything in general, and when she says, when she says men lack imagination and self-awareness, you right from the go have pissed me off. Why would you insult an, ins an entire gender? What are you gaining by doing that? Because that is the most sexist thing you can do is an insult an entire gender. So it's like, okay, you already pissed off half the fans that might want to watch this just by saying what you said. And then when they were doing interviews, she clearly says she did not grow up watching She-Ra or having knowledge of it when she was a kid because everybody that's basically doing voice acting or writing are so young, they weren't even born at the time She-Ra was out. But when they passed it to him, when they asked like the panel of her and a couple of the voice actors, hey, did you watch the original She-Ra growing up? And then they passed it to Noelle and she was like, well, I know she did. She was like, well, growing up, I, I had a couple She-Ra figures. And, you know, it's like a bag, like if you had Batman and Legolos uh, and Godzilla and, Bat you know, she's naming random figures. And she says, so I didn't watch the cartoon, but she learned to then research it. When they asked uh, the girl who does She-Ra's voice, of course, she didn't. When they asked Glimmer, she said, I watched a couple episodes. Then it came to the thing that pisses me off is when they always want to shit on the original fans or the original cartoons, that's the guy who's doing Bo's voice. And they said, did you watch any of the original She-Ra? And he's like, well, I watched a couple clips. And he said, and Bo, Bo was like real mechanical. He was like, She-Ra, let's go save the villagers. And that's how he mocked Bo. And right there from the start, I'm pissed like, why would you do that? This is a property that you should be feeling honored to have a part to be working on right now. And you're pissing on the original like it's a joke and it is stupid by mocking. It's like, I want to know which episode Bo said that. I want to know how he said it like that. It's like, please, since he's such the expert and the rest of us that are here live and doing the show are not, please point me to that so I can see this. But it's like, why are you mocking the past? It's such a disrespect to, again, the property that got you here. They said they want to stray so far away from basically the origin, how she gets the sword, so many other factors, secret identity. It's like, okay, if you don't want it to be anything like the original She-Ra, then why the hell even call it She-Ra? Why don't you call it Glamoria and the Sword of Destiny? You know why you're not going to call it that? Because nobody will give a crap and watch it. It's immediately hearing the brand name She-Ra. Bam, you've drawn fans in. But it's nothing like what we know. And again, people want to say, but this isn't for you. This is for kids. You know you're going to be bringing us in anyways. We are definitely going to be a board. But from what she said, it definitely doesn't seem like it's kids. It's going to be young adults. And how she selfishly is saying things like, well, I wanted to put things that mean something to me and what I wanted to see and what I wanted to write and what I hope others will enjoy. It's like, well, that's great. I'm glad you're writing it for, you know, like a whole entire group of fans and not yourself. It's like, it's selfish. 
You should be writing what you hope everybody enjoys. That's like me. Okay, Joe, you got the reins to do Masters of the Universe. Oh, okay, great. I'm going to just start off with the meteors right in the, the beginning first season. And it's going to be about them and He-Man. It's like, that would be selfish of me. I'm not going to put the stuff that I know fans are going to care about. I'll add that in later. But she makes it like this ain't a safe place either. Like how her intentions was, she said she wanted to create a cartoon that was safe and protected for people. I was like, did you watch the original He-Man and She-Ra? I never felt safer and more protected escaping to the world of Eternia and Etheria than I did when I was a kid. It meant something to me, all the harshness of stuff that was going on in reality. To escape to these places that are not Earth, it meant something to me. And look what I just said. Escaping from Earth to other worlds. Meaning, I don't want any connection to Earth in it and feeling like it in the ways they speak. You know, that can be done in G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Ninja Turtles because they're, st they're fantasy, but they're still Earth-based. But that's why if you're doing fantasy, you got to skip some stuff out. Meaning, okay, why do they have to talk again like they're kids where the uh, one woman said something like, oh, yeah, I want her on my team because she like turns into like an eight-foot like woman. I was like, do we really have to have a like? And then both saying, oh, so cool. And oh, God, it's like, it's just, it's using that kid talk that I knew would do, but it's modern vernacular. And the topper is when Shiva says, or Adora says, okay, so let's do this. And I'm not lying. She says it exactly like that. I'm like, oh, God. It's just these things, it was one after another. And we have always been embraced. If you look at the world of He-Man and She-Ra, it's a world of fantasy, obviously of creatures and beings that cannot exist, but all races have always been represented in genders. So it's not like we've ever shied away from having women or men in the cartoon or any other race. They've always been there and they've been there within toys. They've been there within comics and mini comics and the golden books and UK stuff. There's plenty of places that you've seen everybody represented, but they come into this almost acting like we've never been about diversity and where, you know, like apparently there's never been a cartoon about powerful women. That's what she was, powerful women. But we've always been about diversity and welcome everybody. So it's like, this isn't something new you're bringing, but it pisses me off when they act like it's a new original thing that they're bringing of a concept, which we've done before. And also with the secret identity, they don't like the secret identity aspect that kills and now can ruin a lot of moments, angles, situations, stories of wondering how could, she, you know, a door turn into she and get away. Yes. Secret identities or identities have existed forever in all sorts of medium and even life with people. But what is wrong with keeping that cool secret identity aspect? They want to get rid of it like it's nothing. So all the Great Rebellion knows, all the Horde knows, so that there's no time for a door, like I said, ever to have a time to rest, relax, and not worrying about always having to be She-Ra. Because now let's say everybody knows you're She-Ra. They always want you to transform, to help this, to do this, to do this. And I mean, it could be even be medial tasks. You know, sometimes you want to relax, like a door and Prince Anne, just to go out fishing or have just a time to sit and eat and just have you, you know, time for yourself. And what keeps anybody of this new great rebellion who's wondering, hmm, this is somebody that once served the Horde. I don't trust her. And when they see her as Adora, Snap her neck, boom. You don't have to worry about her ever turning into She-Ra because now you're dead. Because She-Ra's your threat. Adora ain't. The same thing for the Horde. Anytime they would see Adora now, they could instantly, bam, kill Dora, then we don't have to worry about She-Ra. So it's these things in the show I don't like. You heard at no point me talking about boobs. It's nothing that is even relevant that I even care about thinking. But get the sexist thing out of your head. That is not what we all think. This is coming from passionate fans right now. This isn't a random YouTube search where somebody says, hey, 
I hear the new thing going on is She-Ra, and I've watched their videos, and some say, well, I never watched the cartoon growing up, but here's my thought on it. Okay, well, you know, they give their thought, and, well, it's it's okay, I guess. Some aren't. They're calling Adora Aurora, Hordak, Horine. Uh, they don't even know what they're saying. But this is the first one maybe you're getting from YouTube where fans are passionate, know what they're saying, and giving their real opinion. But I'll pass it to you, Tyler. I, I have to take a breath because I got so worked up at this nonsense of only pointing fingers at men. This is now, that's put to bed, put to rest. That's gone. You can never use that for this property that's obviously been supported by men and women since the beginning. Nathan, I'm, I'm going to let you uh, go next and, and you know give your thoughts on this whole uh, disaster. All right. The main problem with, with all of this in general is Noel Stevenson. I don't give a shit. Sorry, language. Apologize. Go right ahead. You know, we're not worried about language. I, 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 I don't. I don't give a shit that they chose her to do this and move forward. The problem that I have is in the video that Joe sent me in the first 30 seconds, she has to make it clear. Uh, I'm a lesbian. This is, I'm like, okay, like that's cool. But like, I, I, I don't care, whatever. And it's, it's this weird because that's the world we live in now. Every, everyone has a voice. Everyone's capable of having a voice and that's all good and well, but then it just, it, it turns into this. Honestly, like that cartoon comes out, right? Even if Joe sits down like he's planning to and watches it and doesn't like it, then this whole thing that she's built up with being in charge of this property and it just, it's going to sway that way. Oh, you didn't like it. Well, that's because you're sexist. It's like, well, no, like Joe just, he didn't like this. He didn't like this. He didn't like this, but no, you're sexist. And the, the, it's just, it's, it's going to be like this forever. Now we're just going to go in circles with this stuff. Like, I don't, I, I just hate that we're, we're in a world where it's like, all right, Oh, I'm gay and I have to I have to do this and crusade and stuff. I'm like, all right, all right, well, well, good and fine, because there are still plenty of bigots out there and plenty of people that are just like not progressing either, which is why they feel like they have to continue this fight. It all makes sense. I understand her side of it. I understand the viewpoint of this. And like Joe said, just change it to something else. Like there, there was no need to take this property and do that stuff and put that spin on it and then not expect the people that have been behind it this honor to be like, well, what? Because I feel like the vast majority of you guys are just strictly not liking it because it just doesn't honestly look good. Watching the trailer myself, it just looks kind of just cheap and uninspired. And I, I've seen here in the chat that it, it's sort of like when you think of She-Ra, that sort of is like that that forefront of like uh, an action cartoon geared towards a female demographic, which it was in the eighties. You know, they wanted to get the that 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 little girl demographic. That like he he man, all the boys are like, oh yes, yeah, eating it all up, and it's like, well, here's a show that girls can also get into if he man's not exactly their thing or whatever. And I it just I don't it it gives me a headache. And I hate it that it stresses you guys out so much because people are just, no matter what you guys say, someone's going to be like, oh, well, he said uh, this little thing here and, well, he's just, he's sexist or something. And it's just, 
it's going to be a never-ending battle. I, I feel like there's more that I need to say, but my brain's just kind of going around and around and around. But it just, like... It, it's It's a cartoon. At the end of the day, this is a cartoon. Like, leave the politics out of it. Leave... Leave your agendas out of it. Like, it's okay to make changes to stuff, but don't make changes to things just because you feel like, well, this has to get my message across. And that just, that's not what that business should be about, period. It should be about making stories that appeal to kids, not I'm insecure about this or I got to make sure I throw these things in here for my own personal agenda it just it doesn't work that way it or i mean it it that's how it's working but i'm saying that it shouldn't it doesn't it has no place in this and it just sucks because it's gonna be a thing where when people shit on it like that whole thing is just gonna be the excuse for why people don't like it and it's i it's sad it's really really sad and you look at her uh Joe was showing me like some of the other art that she's done and everything. And I, it just doesn't, (laughs) I, I like, I feel like she got chosen for this job in a way of the books that she was putting out was winning awards and people started to take notice of her. It's like, all right, well let's give her a shot at this. And I just feel like it's sort of backfiring a little bit because she's saying too much about her agendas and this and that. And it's like, if she never said anything at all, would any of this even be an issue? Would it just be like, all right, here it is. It's not that great, but there it is. It comes and it goes. The Ghostbusters reboot immediately comes to mind again. People were up in arms. It's like, well, if you don't like this, you're sexist. Like, no, it's not the point. I watched the movie and it's, it's just not good. The, The comedy doesn't work. It's not funny. And it's just a, a a pointless thing to do. I don't know why they did this. All right, I, I think I'm done. I'll pass it on to you, Tyler. I think most people too. I don't know how. Sorry, I know how Netflix kind of gauges their stuff. But if you guys don't want to watch it, like let that speak volumes. Don't click on it. Don't watch it. Don't give them the satisfaction because all they're going to look at is the numbers. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about what she says. They don't care about what you guys say. So just just speak that way. Don't tune in if you don't want to, you know. I eh. <laughs> it's frustrating. Sorry. Go ahead, Tyler. I love all your all's points to death. So, I, so I'm glad we're really just taking this time. And I hope everyone in the chat room is. Uh, I'm not hoping that you agree, but I hope you understand where well, we're coming from on this because we're not we're not we're not out to be. Because I, I will say this. Go go ahead, Nathan. Before I take off. Well, I was just gonna say like even. Because I'm the type of person too. Even if all the all the guys in the chat were to disagree with what we said, at least we can agree to disagree. Like, there's no point in sitting here and sniping at one another. Like, this community, this community is. uh, I don't want to say small, but compared to other properties, yes, like it, it is sort of a niche property and you guys haven't got as much love and as many things like transformers has had 27 movies and 38 
animated adaptations, right? You guys haven't gotten that. And when you do get things, something like this comes along and it's just like, ah, what the hell? And I hate that it does have a tendency to just sort of split communities. There's always going to be this, but it's just at the end of the day, it's a cartoon. Let's just get along. She needs to honestly shut her face. I will say that she needs, she just needs to stop talking and stop trying to make people feel bad just because they don't like what they see. It has nothing to do with her sexual orientation or anything like that. They're just like, you know what? This does not look good. What, what, what have you done to this show that people have kept alive for so long? And God, I, I, I'm just going around circles. Go ahead, Tyler. Pass along a time. Um, I, I think Noel and the rest of the cast and the powers that be behind the show are a bunch of lazy cowards. I think that's the um, for her to if she was a prominent writer and they're going to give her a property that I think they know is relevant because adult fans have kept it alive. You know the the constant with franchises that fans like 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 us around our age and older or even younger have that have supported it through either comic books toys video games uh movies in the past or whatever um you know they're they're vocal about what they don't and do like and the thing today is is that if you got all these fanboys you know it's they're they're very quick to just lump all of us in together as a very I mean we are the re- we're we're the reason they make money off of these films. Five year old children don't know much, okay? They have not experienced this world. Don't know these properties here. You know when they they're they're very quick to just jump down our throats when we don't like what they produce. You're in the entertainment business. You're taking a gamble on something. You either have got to expect people to love it. Or they're absolutely going to hate it. You know, that's the gamble you have to take with. And of course, now in today's world where everyone gets trophies and we can't be negative about anything. If people are negative about stuff, you're labeled as a homophobe, a sexist, a racist, all three, or one of many other negative terminologies or terminology, excuse me, uh, to, to get us to be quiet because we don't like the new Ghostbusters film. We don't like this take on she you know, clearly, I think it's been stated from the beginning, and she lo- there's Noel loves to emphasize she's a lesbian, as if like, wow, we've never heard of a, a lesbian woman before. It's we're approaching 2019 here, people. I, I think you know the media wants to keep it alive that there's a lot of homophobic thoughts and ten- tendencies and remarks and racism going on. So, well, to to be fair, there is still a, a decent amount there, of that. There, going I'm on. not going. Yes, there is. I'm not. I'm not saying that there is not. However, I think a lot of that is inflated by the I, shit I, you I, see I, in the media. I would agree that there are a lot of times that sometimes things like that do get used as a crutch. They do. So, so it, like it kind of it, it sort of takes the blame off of things sometimes. But I, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I just uh, I'm not a fan that you know, she's come out and 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 has made it a point that she's going to push her own personal agenda because she's a lesbian. She's going to go through and make a lot of changes that benefit the gay lesbian community based on her own thoughts. You know, I think we're all aware here that you know not just 
heterosexual fans is gay lesbian fan support with He-Man and She-Ra. And I, I don't think, of course, I'm not looking for it either, but I think all of us, male, female, transgender, gay, lesbian, all of us, we all like what was presented to us. We're not asking for a lot of politically correct changes, you know, I, I think if, if people were smart and actually took the time, they would see that there are a lot of races represented in He-Man and the Master of the Universe and also in She-Ra. But they're also not focusing on the fact that, you know, it's not it's not it's irrelevant. That's not the point of the story. Um, you know, and that their whole reaction to this this outcry of trans is just to to belittle us make us feel like we're not important that we don't have a say because well you took the gamble and decided to make a cartoon that looks very very below substandard in quality and voice acting and storytelling it bit you in the ass so now you can just label all of us and dismiss us to make us all look like oh we're all racist and homophobes oh we better not say anything because well because she loves to tell everybody she's a lesbian. If you come out against her, oh, you must hate lesbians. No, or some and, shit like that. Yeah, that, that's where it just... And that, that, yeah, and I know if, if it keeps going, it may come to that point where they're going to issue a statement saying that all she, all these, this outcry for Shira is due to anti-lesbian, anti-gay activists and the He-Man or bullshit like that. So I'm not a fan that she has is, is, is made a point to push a lot of these unnecessary changes. I don't know what all they are. I just know that there are some changes like that. And I do think that's going to become a common thing in popular culture and comic books. You're going to see more gay lesbian characters. I've never had a problem with that. But when you're taking established characters, I gave you a prime example, and I just would love to know what people would say. If Marvel just decided to announce tomorrow morning, we've decided we're going to make Wolverine a homosexual. We're going to make Wolverine gay. The first big flagship Marvel character is going to be gay. Now, you didn't have to... I, I think anybody blind, deaf, and dumb could detect quickly that the outcry would come like faster than a, a massive meteor attacking the Earth in, in, in terms of outcry and rage about that. Because you've got all this continuity about a character... <laughs> What was that? Is that a real spit or what are you doing? You get a hair in your mouth there, sir? Yeah, it was like a, yeah, it's some random hair or something like that. Killed my momentum there. But anyway, I just felt like what would Marvel and the executives who made that decision, would they call all Marvel fans homophobes for turning Wolverine gay? I mean, pro so probably because that, that's the world we live in now. It's just, it's a, we, we've seen it so much too where, uh, how many times we've seen some of these guys accused of uh, stuff and it's not even like proven at all. And it's like, it's just an accusation. It could be true, but we don't know yet. And it's just like automatically people are like, he he's guilty and like nail yeah. him to the cross. Essentially. It's people are just, it's just snap now because everything is so instant. We can sit here and do this show instantaneously. Uh, I can go on Twitter and say something or shoot a video, upload it instantaneously. And it's it's great. 
I love technology, but it's very just bad at the same time because it's just, yes, that that's exactly what they would do. What you don't like the fact that we made Wolverine gay? Well, I, I guess you just hate gay people. It's like, no, that's not it. No, Why? and that's the coward's way of addressing it because they anybody any smart people in business sit around and talk about a decision like that. They're they're aware of it, and to make their job easier, it's better to point fingers and call people names, accusing people of doing what you know we're trying to prove that we're not. Um, also, I hate the fact that Noel and that goofy ass, really poor excuse for a voice actress, the girl being Chira slash Adora, and that wonderful little interview that Joe sent me. They they were just so like down and shitting all over the concept of a secret identity as if like but for Tyler, decades, and decades but of Tyler that that the secret identity thing represents being in the closet and wanting to come out if you get rid of that then it just establishes that hey I'm out and I'm gay I'm like, oh I guess that means that Clark Kent Bruce Wayne Peter Parker <sighs> And uh, let's see here. We got Green Lantern. We've got Wonder Woman. We've got pretty much all the Justice League. We've got all the Avengers. We've got all the X Men. I guess they're all a bunch of homosexuals and lesbians. Is that right? Of course, according to her bullshit term, her way of thinking there. I don't. It just it comes off like you know what? You guys don't have what it takes to write a story about a a female hero who has a secret identity because it requires. And of course, in some some cases, they don't write the best stories, but it does require you to think to come up with an in depth and very uh, what's the what's the right term? Well, anyway, it's it just it has to be thought out. You cannot just throw it out there. But to me, that just shows you that it's not important because it makes their job harder because she's not signing on to write an interesting. Update ver up to date version of the Shira cartoon. It's coming in to with her her own that, views. That's and what I, them in, and it does. It's not convenient for what she signed on to do. And I, for and and treating it as if like, you know, oh, it's stupid that people can't figure it out. Well, that's that's the whole point of comic book mythology. If Noel has worked in comic books, I know she's not working on on superhero cartoons. That's not our superhero books. That's not what she's worked on. However, if you're in the comic book business. You are aware that the bread butter of comic books are superheroes and supervillains. And superheroes, most of them, have a secret identity. It's been going on like that for years. If you're a comic book fan, you understand that concept, and you buy that with suspen suspension of disbelief. You don't you don't sit there and rattle your brain why Lois Lane can't put two and two together when Clark Kent's just wearing sunglasses or glasses, why Peter Parker uh, just is never in the same place as Spider-Man, but he always gets the pictures of Spider-Man, how Aunt May and JJ can't figure it out. You don't dig into that kind of stuff. She actually did work on uh, a couple of Marvel comics, uh, Runaways, Which and she worked on uh, Thor. And so she I, just, I think she probably hated for, working on that too. I mean, from what it from what it looks at looks like, it just looks like she worked on a little like bit pieces in in bigger things, sort of. I guess that's what it looks like. Well, it doesn't justify her 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 thought process on eliminating the secret identity because that is fifty percent of the Shira character. That that's what we all get excited for is seeing that transformation sequence and how it's going to be thrown out the window. Can I very quickly? Can I ask you guys this? With 
with her being hired on to do this and what has transpired uh, before it's released next month, do you think that, I, I mean... No. Oh, <laughs> no. Do you about no, me, man. No, me no, 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 no. I, no, I was going to ask because at the end of the day, it is the entertainment business. And at the end of the day, they have to get eyes on the product. Do you think that most of this was done in an effort just to get people talking about it because here we are sitting here talking about it and i know that this is a show dedicated to he-man but there have been multiple articles that's kind of uh bringing that character back to the forefront in, in the eyes and ears of the common people do you like do you think that because the more and more i think about it, i do kind of feel like this is more publicity-esque like doing this on purpose to draw attention and to bring out this anger because it, it, you know, people are looking at it that way and they can put that spin on it of the sexist stuff, but it also makes headlines. Oh, anytime they do publish an article and they want to say sexist, they know that's going to get more clicks and, you know, downloads and people reading every article by saying that true. Cause if they wouldn't say that, then they wouldn't get as many clicks. Cause like I said, if you were to rewind back in time, I mean, picture when the 87 movie came out and we at home, not saying Tyler, cause I know Tyler loved it, but there was a lot of people that immediately when they seen that look of him and they're like, what the hell is that? That ain't He-Man. doesn't even look like it. And people were pissed. Now, I'm sure if the internet existed back then, people would be saying it. But they wouldn't be called sexist. They would just say, people, it's an outcry. They're not really uh, liking the look of this new He-Man 87 movie of you know with Dolph Lundgren. And then when the new adventures came out, we did it for that, too. It's like we look at designs. It looks vastly different of Prince Adam and He-Man. They look nothing like Filmation. Freak fans out. That's why I said that's why I always love to bring up MYP. They did it right. Like I said, you sure, there was some that didn't, but the majority said, holy piss, this looks amazing. That looks like every character I know. And they also kept it in the realm of fantasy to where I didn't feel that Earth connection, meaning I wasn't getting the cools and likes and, uh, and you know, let's do this. I wasn't that's, getting that. That's that. lazy on their part to think that you can do a sword, a sword and sorcery cartoon and have the girls talk and look like they go to the local high school. I mean, I was just waiting for them to say whatever or somehow in some form of fashion working some sort of social media terminology <laughs> into the show simply because if you're marketing it towards young girls well young girls know snapchat and instagram maybe, maybe the great rebellion has their own version of snapchat and instagram on ethereum you know it's just it's it's lazy it's just lazy storytelling it, it just shows that they're not really putting their efforts into it at least to, to, to do what you'd expect a new she cartoon to be and I think people and like I, I hate this idea that when you see a, a bad trailer or you see bad footage and everybody comes out and wants to, you know, they, they vent that they don't like what they see. And yet you got people coming out and telling people you don't have the right because you haven't seen all of it yet. You know, all right. I've seen enough bad movies in my time that I saw a trailer. And I'm like, Oh, my God, this is really going to be bad. I shouldn't go see it, but I go see it and it's shit, absolute shit, you know, and uh, it doesn't help too that when you know in advance what they're going to be pushing in the show, when there's nothing about telling a great story about a young woman that was raised by pure evil and discovers that that she's on the wrong side and has to make the choice of leaving and taking up this great responsibility and taking on a secret identity, putting herself constantly in danger Developing, you know, uh, uh, a trust amongst the people that think her think of her as the ultimate evil, being the daughter 
of the evil, uh, you know, tyrant Hordak. No, 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 no. It's all about friendship and silliness and rambunction hijinks. And it's just they don't get it and they clearly don't care. Now, I'm I'm not saying that Noel, what's her name? Last name? Stevenson. Stevenson set out to purposely make a shitty cartoon. No, nobody goes out to do that. But when you it, clearly none of them did their homework because they're all very dismissive when they're asked about it. Joe has already mentioned that. And it just shows you they didn't really watch any of the shows they're not seeing what is really going on here yeah it was it, it basically it honestly really seemed like uh hey, hey noel we're bringing you in we're setting you down here your your books uh they're winning awards you're really popular uh we're thinking about bringing she in the fourfold uh what do you think and i imagine because uh i think she's like 26 years old I was 26 and I think she's 26 I, and she was like 22 when she first started writing. Maybe I think she's been writing it for four years. I could be wrong. And like some of the voice actors are 19, 20, 21. They're very young. Like, yeah, so they don't really know what's going on within the world of He-Man and she So you figure you would do as much research for definitely to write and also even doing the voice acting. You figured you'd want to really soak up this role and understand who this character is beyond. I watched a couple clips of them. Like when you think of Melindy Britt. She brought, she is Adora and she And what's great about it is, like I said, how she did portray Adora. It was one character and she was another. And Tyler and I did an interview with her. It was a phone interview that, God, I just hated that it got lost. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Recorded. It was heartbreaking. God, she is such a, such a sweetheart and a lovely woman. And just to know that you can feel that she is, she was He-Man, or sorry, was Adora and She-Ra. She brought that into it with that role so beautifully. We even talked to her about that. And I don't know if some, like I said, voice actors, they don't care. Like, it's a paycheck. I'm going to do it. Read it a certain way. But remember, within the realm of fantasy, like we said before, there's ways people have to deliver lines. This isn't Earth, so of course they're not going to talk like Earth. So mocking it is just something that's just, again, it's just a spit in the face to not only the original fans, but the property itself. It's like you figured you wouldn't do that in general. And, okay, here's the thing about, you know, they said they're going towards young kids. They said that's their demographic. It's just kids. Now, oh, and first, I, I did want to acknowledge because it's been a while. We got Markout Media. We got Kendall Wink's blog and Wiley Walt. I didn't know if I acknowledged you all earlier, but thank you for joining us. And I apologize if I missed anybody else. But, okay, she said relationships romantic relationships they're the very, a very important part and they're going to play an important part in this new cartoon uh, <laughs> now when i watched i'm gonna say it again when i watched son e of a bitch if you're gonna right, yeah, go ahead joe Sorry. yeah when i watched he-man back then i didn't care about that and not because just i was a boy the girls that were in the neighborhood too and watched he-man shiva they didn't even care about it at that age. I'm not saying some don't. I'm not saying there's some boys and girls at five, six, seven years old are not thinking about relationships. Yes, I'm sure. But the majority of fans like to tune into just episodes of good versus evil with good being triumphant and being put into crazy situations, crazy artifacts, fantasy, magic, dragons, everything you can think of. And relationships were like the least important thing yeah. that I even imagine. And also, I brought that, Nathan, to my wall. I was like, okay, because everybody says, Joe, you're not a girl. So what would you know about it when, you know, you were young? And I just brought up, like I said, the people I knew. But I was like, all right, I'm almost going to find the ones that I grew up with along with new ones. I put the question on my wall. I said, what's the most important thing that you wanted to care about when you're watching a He-Man and She-Ra cartoon? And I brought up options like 
great stories, magic characters, you know, with cool abilities. I said romantic relationships. And I brought like at least five different things. I think out of, I don't know, 70, 80 people being men and women and straight, gay, bisexual, because I, I know all the all of my friends that I talk with, I think one person said romantic relationship, maybe one of being part of it. Out of all the other people, none of them said it. From men to women, like I said, genders, races, none of them said it. And so this, if it's a kid's cartoon, it would sound boring to me. That's why I know, like I said, I'm giving my impressions, obviously, of what I've seen from the trailer and every interview I've seen of the people that I'm talking about. I still am not saying that about the cartoon until I see it in action. When I see the cartoon, I can give a full opinion, but I have every right to say what I want about what I have seen and what's been presented in front of me. But like I said, if you're having this for five to six to seven year olds and that's your maybe age bracket of young kids, to me, it sounds boring. I'm like, God, I feel like I'd be tuning in to watch a soap opera. Like, that's one of, if, if her idea is that this cartoon is going to be marketed towards young adults and she really wants to empower the fact of relationships and all this, they're not going to be watching that because I, we've said it before on, you guys have said it on this show. We've said it on beyond retro. Tyler and I have brought it up many a time when you are a young and adult, you kind of like, phase yourself out of watching cartoons and you move on to other stuff. Like some it, of us do. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> For the vast yeah. majority, if you're wanting like relationship issues and like that, that <laughs> tension sort of thing, like you're going to go watch some like, uh, say by the bell. Yes. Like any of those ki- types of shows, because those are, it, I don't know. Like, yes, it's all right to have well, that. Tune in to watch Batman the animated series to see, Man, is Bruce Wayne going to really keep that date with Vicky Vale? Exactly. Stop like, the Joker. We don't you, tune in to watch that yeah, kind you, of stuff. You don't, or at least watch, not to watch Batman for that yes, kind of thing. You don't watch cartoons to invest in that. You either want action adventure, or you sway more towards like the cartoon, a uh, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, like Rick and Morty, things like that. You want to laugh. It's not. Well, I'm tuning into this because I want to see if blah 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 gets with such and such. It's like no, you don't. You really don't. So that just automatically falls on deaf ears as far as I'm concerned. That just that it's cool to have that in there, I guess. But like kids don't want to see that in their shows. They they want to be entertained. Plus, not... They're kids. Kids like <laughs> if your your demographic is five and six year olds, they're not going to school trying. I mean, of course, I was chasing girls, too. Man. Maybe there are others chasing girls at an early age. But however, they're too young to understand and desire stories about relationships. They're they're there to be entertained to see heroes and villains and fighting and yeah. Like when, when, when I watch and, when I watch Power Rangers, I'm like, man, I hope Tommy and Kimberly get together. But that was about the extent of it, you know. And that wasn't even an animated show. So yeah, but I also feel like too, it you know, even though in our minds, like we would like to see our favorite character hook up with the prettiest girl on the show. I'm not saying I had to see that, but it was just. It's one of those fun things for the heroes that they do throw it in here and there, but it, that was never the focal point of watching an action adventure animated show or a live action show. You know, it's always sprinkling. I like when and Shira, Talent for Trouble, when she gives a kiss to Orko, I was jealous as hell because <laughs> I wanted to kiss from Shira because I thought she was so beautiful. By the way, what the hell is this problem that we're not supposed to like beautiful women? in cartoons or in comic books or in movies. If Wonder Woman was depicted as uh, uh, as Melissa McCarthy decided, they cast her as Wonder Woman. 
is everyone going to, I mean, do you people really think it's, it's, it would be kind of odd to see her portrayed as Wonder Woman in the exact same movie tone see, and everything? See, that's when you're reaching the, the territory of where everything starts to get just hypocritical and it, it all just breaks down in this weird way of like, people just want to pinpoint and pick shit out to, to, bitch about honestly uh, at the end yeah. of the at the end of the day because i don't know how much longer you guys want to keep talking about this well, and, i guess i think we're almost towards the end of it but it was basically saying again i don't expect any fans from either side to go doing the personal text as you just noticed everything i said was just valid of things that i've watched is my opinion but in no point did i ever insult any fan yeah. nasty names yeah. and, and, should- I, and i see when joe has posted stuff and other articles, I would just go and look. The vast majority were people who didn't like it, but they weren't saying anything ugly or detrimental to Noel, to anybody of a certain orientation or race or ethnicity or whatever. They were just saying, look, I don't like it. It looks ugly. They were not being attacked. Or you had people coming in and telling them, or like, the vast majority seemed like they really disliked this. And then you got your, your, your minority coming in and telling everybody, you don't have the right to knock this. None of you do. They're like, you know what? They're, they're putting this out here knowing damn well. That's like pretending that you're not going to have Star Wars and Transformer friends at, at angry about a, a shitty uh, movie or a shitty cartoon. Like, you, you can't pretend that it's not there. So to right. pretend like there's not a, a, a rabid adult fan base for this cartoon, it's not even a point. It's not realistic, and it's not going to happen. So if you're going to do this, you're going to have to expect negative feedback when you're going there and just – Changing it all up just well, for the, the, the and, sake of doing it. And that's the thing. We also live in a world where it's like, I guess you said it earlier, we're not allowed to be negative or dislike things because then it's just personal attacks. And yeah, you're being, yeah. you're being yeah. too mean and insensitive. And I'm like, all right, you know, no, no we're not, we're yeah. not, we don't, we're not, we're not catering to that kind of bullshit. I it, thought it was yeah. so cool that so many people have been respectful in all yeah. of these things, vast majority at least. Were very polite and just said straightforward. This d- looks like crap. This doesn't. It look does like it for me. It, it it just doesn't. It doesn't like look good. Period. Like yes, like, the, the right. It just seems. It honestly looks like uh, someone went out and crafted their own little little thing on the internet and was like, oh yeah, here here's my. It just looks very cheap. It doesn't look good. And it's not, it, it ought to, it looks like it's just not written well. And, and I there's nothing strong about any of that. Everything we saw in that trailer, not to mention everything looks ugly as hell, but there's nothing that says strength in this cartoon. The villains don't look terrifying or menacing. The heroes look like a bunch of bratty kids just trying to be all, like, just crossing their arms, doing the whole duck face thing, like they're going to take a selfie of themselves kind of bullshit. Yeah. There is nothing that says this is a show about strong, heroic females taking charge and kicking ass of uh, the you know the you know the evil horde the agenda, just, there's man. nothing that comes across that it's the it's agenda. strictly all about her agenda and that's it that's what it and seems if we don't like. like it yeah just from what's been said and shown i mean if she wouldn't have said any of that i mean i think she wouldn't have angered as many fans and yeah. also the voice actors and other people mocking it but i mean you know it's pretty bad if uh you know the original voice actress of she-ra is coming out and saying things yeah, like that, yeah. exactly she had to come to the defense because she got tired of seeing it but you're right it's like 
we always kept, like I said, I kept it respectful. Tyler did, Nathan did. I mean, everybody in the chat room seems like, yes, they were yeah, happy. No, yeah, I, I was going to actually give them props before yeah. you guys move on to the weapons. And I. There was nothing negative. Yeah, it was great. They weren't being negative. And this is, like I said, this is what the fan community can be. Are there at times people saying nasty, stupid things? Yes. But it can be done on both sides and shouldn't be done. But the mm -hmm. majority of fans are just passionate. It's almost with what you said back earlier, Nathan, when you're saying we don't get much. I think that's why we're even more passionate than most fans. Yeah. Because we've been, yeah, we are wanting something new and there's something we don't really care, care for. Yes, we're going to speak up. So they have to get used to being in a community where People like saying stuff because you think about it. Even before Shira popped up, what about when me and Tyler get going on this damn podcast talking about some of the designs that we'll talk about something from Filmation or MYP of what we like better and we don't agree and we go back and forth, not in hateful ways, but just healthy, good back and forth. Oh, you like it? Well, I didn't really like that. That's what we do. Yeah. But this is it. And it's again, it's something that now there's not really ages to things no more. Cartoons, and you think about the toys when you go in the toy aisle. It's usually the people in their 30s, 40s, 50s that are buying all these damn toys. Yeah, we, we bring yeah. it up all the time. I feel it, like they, they should start to just shrink that down yeah. and honestly start putting stuff in the aisles that caters to the adult collector because yeah, we are. The, we're, we're, yeah. we're keeping it live. We're purchasing everything. We're the ones that are doing it. So right here, right do. here, prime example. You go to Walmart, they got the G1 reissues, like right here. Like, who is this? Who is this catering to? Like, yeah, I'm sure a kid these days would probably like to have this, but really, realistically, who is this intended for? Who's going to be at a price point of 74 bucks? Yes. Yeah. It'll be definitely, you're right. It is towards you, but I think it's just different in people's eyes that they're finally coming around to seeing that. People in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and even older can be passionate about toys and cartoons because usually you can only go insane for watching football and basketball. Apparently, that's the only thing from 5 to 95 years old that people can be super passionate about. No, it's about everything now. And that's why I said if you like something, you're passionate about it, don't pick on somebody and say because, oh, they're just 30 and 40, can't grow up. No. That's gone now. We do it with games. Like I said, food. Hell, if I want a ball of Lucky Charms for dinner, fuck, I'm going to have a ball of Lucky Charms. Don't tell me I can't have it for dinner. And also, don't tell me I can't eat it because it's a kid's cereal. But you'll get people that say that shit. It's like, if I want my cereal, I'm going to eat my damn cereal. That's my taste. That's what I like. Same thing with He-Man and She-Ra. There's things I like, things I don't like. Just, yeah. I mean, hell, I don't like the look of new adventures. And like I said, it took a while to start enjoying some of it. I still don't flip over it. But... Again, that's something I don't really care for. But do you hear people say, oh, God, well, you're a new adventures hater and you're sexist. It's like, of course, they're not going to say it. That's what I mean. It's something I don't like. I don't flip over some de designs and things in She-Ra. We'll see what the cartoon's like. But yeah, as long as the hate ain't going back and forth. But remember, it's not just one way. It's That's what I wanted to really get across. And if you don't believe women aren't flipping over this you know, design of being you know, older women and younger, Shoot, later go to YouTube and type in Shira Netflix trailer reactions. You're going to see tons of women, some hating it, some loving it. But again, not just the men, and it's not going to work. So that's what the big point was to let Noel Stevenson, everybody know your little sexist thing that you want to say about men being sexist. It can be thrown out the window because it does not apply to this property and franchise. Yeah, there, there's sexist men out there, but I think when it comes to uh, this property and this community, I don't really see that being as prevalent as she thinks it is. Because we're so damn we embrace. Like I said, it's always been like that. From females to characters of any race and creatures, we loved every single character we got back in the day. We love seeing new characters. So we've always been about diversity, and Shira has always been about powerful women. And we never shied away saying, I don't want to watch the cartoon. We welcomed, welcomed her with open arms and have loved her ever since. 
sexist people ain't going to be doing that. So I just, again, we were probably some of the most diverse fans you could come across. But but they don't have time for that. They, they've got their the agendas or support. Not doing your damn research, which costs you nothing. You can do it on your damn phone on your lunch break. But no, nah, they can't be troubled with that. They can't watch cartoons of Shiro for free on YouTube. They can't be bothered to Google search and find out why people like this stuff. Go into HeMan.org or checking that Facebook pages. No, no, we don't have time for that. And they're going to have to you get ready for it, though. They're going to have to start finding the group, because I'm sure once she comes out, that's going to bring in, yes, definitely, a whole new set of fans. They're probably going to be Google, I mean, Facebook searching for groups. That, they're yeah, they're going to see what the other groups are about. They're going to see this is the groups. That, 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 that might be when it becomes a problem. Honestly, when this cartoon comes out, if it, it, you know, it does start to garner those fans, what if these fans go here? What if they, they go to other communities? What if they find this podcast and find out that, well, the vast majority of these people honestly didn't, didn't care for it. And then they're going to get all defensive and coming up and then, then it's, it, it could just get bad. I hope it doesn't turn out that way, but you're right. I'm hoping it doesn't, I'm sure they'll come in, but I also think they're going to start seeing the passion just within the community in general, not even reflecting towards the new Shiva cartoon, but just everything from the toys, cartoons and other things from the past. And they'll see how we engage with everything that's ever existed. And then maybe that will seep in their head and thinking, damn, now I see where these people come from. I'm not going to say all of them are going to get it, but I'm hoping a good majority understands, okay, they make points. Because they're passionate about all this shit. Like, what we're going to be getting into next, coming up about some weapons. That's when we're going to kick out the fan like you, Nathan, because you're not really a fan. You can get your ass out of here. Wow. Wow. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I, why, why don't you? You don't ha- you, you can't stay for this, dude. I think you Oh, no, 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 no. I, I was going to go ahead and go. It's just funny the, the way yeah, that no, you no. put it down. I He's think like, we want to keep you. Know, well, you're not really a fan. Let's kick his ass. No, out. the reason I think I want you to stay, though, is because I'm sure that me and Tyler, like always, will probably not agree when we start talking about some characters and a weapon they have. Maybe they should or shouldn't. But that's where you come in with oh, your. Well, no, well, no, no. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and go. There's some some Mario Party that needs to be played, and uh, I, think, I, I think Emily's in there uh, making some pretzels or something. So I hope she whoops your ass. I heard her in the background clinking dishes and stuff. Tell her. Yeah, she- I, I I like I saw it would like kick to me. I was like, how much is that picking up? So apologies to anybody out there in the chat. I didn't what, hear what it. The hell, yeah. What the hell is going on there? I just I want to say this final thought on this whole whole thing. If people are excited for it, that's great. If people do not like it, it's great. Like it's fine to not like something and it's fine to like something, but don't sit here and uh, get mad about it and try to blame it on one thing when probably that is very clearly not the point. I'm sure somewhere, you know, we're thinking about all those little messages that were in masters. And when Tyler and I were watching brave star yesterday, I could just see there's like a scene, you know, with like He-Man and Orko where they're just sort of talking about like tolerance and, all that stuff and just kind of setting the message across to people. Uh, if it does well, okay. If it's, if it does well and it, it kind of sucks, fine. If it can lead to other things happening for these properties. All right. But I, I just, I hope that people can at least be somewhat civil. And if things start to get bad, like at the end of the day, it's just cartoons 
and stuff. And yes, I know that people are so passionate about this. I am one of these people that are passionate about animated things and horror films and all this stuff. Just, just respect each other. Just, just respect. respect. Uh, just love each other. It's all about love. And I was waiting for you to sign off, say, take care of yourself and each other. Goodbye, everybody. I was waiting for you to say <laughs> that line. It sounded like that's what you were leading up to. Uh, man, but just come on. At the end of the day, just if you don't like something cool, voice your opinion. Fine. But just leave leave the attacking each other stuff out of it. It's just it's it. End of the day, it's pointless. Like, by the I, way, can you yes. see this, Nathan? Real quick, this is oh yeah. yeah. Like, you were getting uh, you were getting some love in the, the chat for that. Doing that, and then it says something like "game over" at the end. He like kills that counselor at the bottom or something. So yeah, it's a cool shirt. I got a kick out of it. it has like a high score. My of course my things cover in the middle, but you see a couple they're making out, and then the last thing, Jason killed the guy. Game over. Love yeah. this damn shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna say again to the chat, like thank you guys. I've been like just constantly reading everything and it's it's so cool that all you guys that even though i've seen stuff it's like well my six-year-old niece is excited for it and someone else was like uh my 12 year old daughter is just like she's like nah it, it's cool that you guys can sit here and and talk about this week after week after week and you you're always here for joe and tyler and for the most part i think there may have been times or two that i've seen it but you guys are just, you're awesome. You respect each other. And it, like, it's just, it's cool all the time. And that's, that's what it needs to be in everything. I, anytime I do watch the news, I sit there and I'm just like getting a headache. Cause I'm like, it doesn't have to be this way. It really like doesn't. The damn chat room. Like Nothing. I said, they're, they're yeah. as much part of the show as we are. Like I said, they're fans of power. We're fans of power. So I, I love having everybody here. We, God damn it. All right. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get my ass out of here. Cause Joe, Joe's kicking me out. No, All right, your ass on out here. One quick thing to Kevin Sharp, though. But you you can't do a creative a wrestler for me, Kevin. You can't do the modulog mask. Some put somebody with a scarf and get some kind of like hood or something. Oh, he, he only wants to do Tyler. Just to let you know that uh, Tyler. Kevin Sharp says he's gonna make a Tyler creator uh character or wrestler in WWE 2K19. What so, Kevin Sharp is? Yeah, Kevin Sharp is. My God, Kevin. I oh, oh man. I remember when Tyler used to uh it was either I, uh, I, I do remember Nathan and Nathan did this for me because it was right after I bought a He-Man Ringer shirt with the artwork from He-Man and the Power Sword. Nathan, Nathan put together a creative character of me wearing a Ringer shirt with red ringers and an image that was supposed to be re reminiscent of the He-Man and the Power Sword. It was like a like a blur logo, but that mm -hmm. was representing me in jeans. And I think I gave myself like I came up with my own like moveset too. And I went uh, to the I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he just went with like Brock Lesnar's moveset. I'm well, sure I did do that was. once, but I did go through and do like a creative mindset or uh, move set as well, where I could do like spin kicks and charges and stuff. And I go through the store and like and that cheap tag team with Hulk Hogan and stuff that like cheap that. Roll that you always did. No, I did that with Jeff Hardy. Ugh. No, that's what I'm saying. You gave yourself that move for your character. No, I didn't do that. It's, it's cheap. I worked my way to the top, man. I came in in the Royal Rumble number one. No. I won the Royal Rumble. I went to WrestleMania. I took on Hulk Hogan. And if we talk on the NWO, no, he he, the uh, no, he just kept spamming the run move, hitting circle. It's probably like down and circle, jump up, Hurricane Rana, and do a pin. He just kept doing that over and over and over again until he got the three count every match because he's cheap. Well, Kevin, Kevin, don't listen to the him. Nathan, uh, Nathan's been a smart. You should be making me in five. that game, Kevin, not him. No, 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 no. No, I, I need to see a uh, Kevin. If you do this, I need to see a screen cap of me and my. Put it. Put like a a nice heavyweight title around my waist there too, man. 
you know, I, I, I got to see how this looks. Yeah. Do they have tank tops in there to put Nuclear Man's logo on? Because he could probably put a Nuclear Man. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. Top. And a cape, maybe even give you a cape, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Kev, yeah, anything related to Nuclear Man or He-Man or Kev, – Kevin knows the things that I like. So I I, I, I trust it in Kevin's hands. It's completely safe with whatever what Kevin wants to do. Kevin, we got to get you on the podcast to talk He-Man and She-Ra, dude. We got to get you on here at some point to, to talk all this, or even capes and commentaries, because he loves Thundercats and all the other great cartoons like GI Joe and stuff like that. So, hey, I think it'd be kind of cool to have one of those playing in the background, and we're just sort of a- asking him questions about his artwork and everything. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be a blast, Kevin. We got to get you on here, dude. We'll, we'll see how he responds. We'll definitely... All right, people all right. in the chat room, we, it, it influence him. Yeah, Pre- pressure the hell out of him. Anyway, I'm gonna go now. Thank you guys for having me on. Thanks for the chat for being super respectful and everything. And I'll, I'll probably pop in at the end and start like typing stuff and making fun of Tyler or something. But uh, yeah, you go right ahead. Uh, always a pleasure. It was fun for a little bit. All right. Well, you next have... for mini comics. All right. Yeah. You guys have fun. All right. See you in a bit. All right. Well, Tyler, now of course people in the chat room could even acknowledge the things we've been saying, but we're going to talk some about like a lot of the weapons that some of the characters have. And we didn't see them always using those in the cartoons as well. And sometimes not even in comics, but I don't know. Was there a particular, okay, I'll just kind of start off with ones. Now, I know I love how you're going to direct it towards me. And then you just said, ah, hell with that. I'm going reason, to talk first. Well, the reason I'm going to do it is I know that we both are probably going to disagree. And I think most people in the chat room will probably agree with you more than I, but okay. When it comes to Fisto and Jitsu as the figures, Damn it. I mean, I just, I love the gimmick of that big ass fist, big ass, you know, hand and how they could clang and go back and forth. But as for their swords they came with, I never used the swords. It's just, I don't know. I felt like, yeah, they look cool, but I was like, eh, they're not really needed. This is their gimmick. This is the gimmick I like. This is like, eh, we never got to really see them showcasing using swords, did we? Much, maybe some books, comics, I don't know. But did we ever really see them using their. Swords, Fisto and Jitsu, and Fisto used it in Clash of Arms for a brief, like for a panel or two. Um, Jitsu was not depicted much with his sword, um, but I mean, what I, about I, the toys? I, Did you like the swords? Do you think? Oh, they abs- had absolutely, because I lost He-Man's power sword pretty quickly. So the fact that he Fisto came with a sword, I, I took it as like this is like the sword in the movie because it was such a like a, a long, slender sword. So that might movie sword, so to speak. I but I, I thought it looked great. Um, and, uh, yeah, anybody that came with a sword to me, though, was, was aces in my book. Like, I, I just felt like that was just a, a cool accessory because we are talking about a sword and sorcery property here. Sure, there actually sure. should have been more swords used. I mean, Jitsu, Fisto, Ninjor, He-Man, Skeletor. Now, Ninjor, I had him doing it. And Triclops. Yeah. Yeah, I but, did. Uh, I, I had prominently. I would have Ninja going nuts with the nunchucks and the sword. It's just like for him, it fit. But I just, I was, I guess, more engaged with their gigantic hands and that gimmick than the sword. Did you use the swords much? You know, for the characters themselves. Well, Jitsu. I mean, because I didn't have Jitsu as a kid. Um, Fisto. Yes, I did use the sword a lot. Not not just with Fisto, but also used it with He Man as well to make. Oh, so make, with Fisto make, too. Okay. Yes, I, I use it with both. Um, uh, a lot of the weapons I ended up losing pretty quickly. Like I didn't have Spycor's mace, but I didn't feel like I needed the weapon because he's got his trident hand. Um, uh, I lost Man at Arms' mace, but I think it would have made sense to have thrown in a gun with Man at Arms. 
That would have um, been nice. See, things is, to be added, Jess. I like this. Yeah. Um, but the mace works fine. It's an iconic look. Um, if anything, the ones that come to mind that I felt were given the wrong items would be Clawful and Buzzoff. Um, because when I, I remember seeing the pictures of Buzzoff on the cross at Lord, but when I saw him in the cartoon and he's got that lance. A stinger lance. Yeah, yeah. To me, that is a buzz off weapon. Like a small axe. Like I know the fact that they got clawed hands and it loops onto his hand. I get that. But to me, it just made more sense to have a weapon like this that would project a nice sting. And to me, clawful, both his hands were weapons. Like I even though I know you yeah. said Visto and Jitsu were guys that essentially they, they were a weapon themselves. Like they carried a weapon with them at all times. But to me, Clawful was um, kind of like Whiplash. Whiplash was a we- was a weapon in itself. His tail was his weapon, though. and I never I, used his spear. Never yeah, used. Yeah, and, and I lost the spear pretty quickly. So, I, but I, it didn't matter because I used the tail. I still got my my one uh, Whiplash, and the tail is torn uh, towards the top there because I used it so much, and uh, it didn't bother me that I didn't have a weapon for him because he was a weapon in in his own. Yeah, um, there was the ones I had it. And when you say clawful, that's another thing. I, I never used that. It was just his big claws. And I think that, I mean, obviously it seemed like more more when the characters come out, they always had to have an accessory. Like you wonder if that was maybe part of like the designs, like when they're making something, they were told, okay, you have to give this character a weapon. Even though there's a certain gimmick to each character to where maybe you really would never see the weapon. I was wondering if they were told, Create a weapon for this character regardless, so they can be packed with something. I wonder if that's something that went on going on further with most of the characters. I'm sure. I mean, but I, I look at some of them, like, and I think not all needed weapons. Like, you look at Stratos. He's a, he's a winged ward. You could have put something with him. Poor guy. That's the one I always say, God, anything. Some kind of, like, I didn't bring him up for your benefit of, like, oh, well, hey. But kids, I was so going to bring really him up. sucks. Yeah, I was like, uh, he should have had something. It was the most. I, I think, I think, giving Stratos a small pistol, like a, a like a Zodax gun, I think that would have been very fitting for Stratos. But the simple fact that he's a winged warrior, he's a guy who flies. Um, I, I didn't really feel like he needs it, but I think giving him a small uh, blaster would have been more than fine. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Trap Jaw was his own was a weapon. He was a oh, walking all, arsenal. All his stuff. Evil I mean, she. Yeah, was it Roboto too? Roboto. I mean, because I felt a lot of these characters, their gimmick was the weapon with a lot of them. Um, to you know, a, you to a degree, at, you know, except like, you know, when you look at the characters like, you know, Extendar, he, he is, like you see, right, he is but, the I weapon. mean, but but the fact that he can extend, like he becomes a much stronger character because he can tower over you, grab oh, a hold yeah. of you. I mean, that's a weapon. And, yeah, okay, and, I know like, what you mean. Yeah, like that yeah. is their weapon. They don't need it. It's like his Yeah, shield. like Cobra Khan shooting mist at you to, to either put you to sleep or knock you out. That's a weapon. I never used his gun. That was one that I never had. I never thought it really fit him, for at least in my opinion. I didn't think it looked was... like the cross art with Cobra Khan with his head turned holding the gun. It looks cool, but no, I, I, again, I lost that. I lost most of the weapons <laughs> as a kid. I, I, I mean, I lost He Man Skeletal's weapons the first day I got them. So, um, I didn't have a whole lot of weapons for that stuff. So I, you know, but looking back at everything though, um, you know, like snout spout just comes with his ax. It makes sense. Cause he's a firefighter, but he himself is a weapon. He fires water. Like he's, yeah. he's a, 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 you know, a, you know, a water hose essentially. Was that even used? Isn't there a way you could use his ax to prop? Up yeah. His yeah, the pro- yeah. It's even used in the commercial, like to, because the, yeah. the, the nose is so strong, like it's, 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 it's stiff material. So you have to lift it up 
to, to get it to kind of aim wherever you want to shoot the water. Hordak didn't come with, well, he came with all the horsemen. But as a kid, I never understood that what those were because the they didn't look like, yeah. yeah, because it just looked like this thing that just sat on their arm. I didn't get that you would pull it back and latch it down and just pretend that the bat is kind of flying off at an, as an arrow or something. It just didn't yeah, register. It was anything. a weird, I agree, that is one of the weirdest gimmicks. And I can't remember another toy line. I don't know if it predated, because, you know, uh, Mattel used to like to reuse parts from other toy lines. I don't quote me on it, and I hate that I can't remember. Another toy line has that crossbow gimmick from mm. the Horde. And I can't remember if it was passed on from He-Man to that toy line or predated it. I, was, I thought it was something to do with pirates in a boat. There is something, and now I'm going nuts thinking about it. And I hope I'm quoting the right uh, accessory. And maybe somebody in the chat will correct me. But that is the one thing that kind of drove me nuts was the crossbows. Like you said, you hit a thing, you know, it just barely moved forward. Like, yeah. it just, there was nothing inspiring. I, I, I didn't get that. But also... When I would play with the Horde members, like Hordak was the leader, he was commanding, he was intimidating. Leech to me was a weapon. Grizzlor was a, a ferocious character, like a grizzly bear. Mantana fired beams from his eyes. At least that's how I uh, portrayed him. They had weapons within themselves. Leech with his sucking power to drain to drain you and to grab a hold of you. Uh, to play with Man. Hordak, you're right. Hordak was the only member of the Horde that when I played with, I remember giving because the original Hordak. There was no gimmick. I mean, he just had that crossbow, has a little bat on his arm. That was it. So I used to act like he was always shooting people and things. Yeah. But all the other Horde members, when I played with them, I was like, no, I'm not using the gimmick with that. I'm just going to use their gimmicks. You know, Mantana, like, I'm picturing beams coming out of his eyes. I used to love taking Leech and trying to have him suck onto somebody or hold him. And, yeah. That, and that's that, how they're depicted in the mini-comics. Like, you don't see Cobra Khan running around with a pistol in the mini-comics. Mantana just using the crossbow instead of his eyes. Like, they're all doing what you expect them to be because that's what makes them such strong and interesting characters is that they all have a special skill. It's a weapon, so to speak. Rio Blast has got his full arsenal. Dragstore oh, can run God, all so over the place awesome. on his belly. Yeah, his is perfect. I mean, Sauron, just that spark feature. God, I can't tell you how much I use that. Never the gun, but, oh, seeing that at nighttime and sparking out like that, that had to be one of my favorite things to actually see was that thing from Sauron. But I look at the weapons for all the snake men and all those damn staffs. I never, they look cool, but again, I was like, mm, I barely use the snake staffs. I'm, you know, I'm using their gimmicks. Ratlord popping his yep. head out, Snake Face doing his thing. Yeah. They 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 were all weapons in themselves, and I mean, obviously, when you get action figures, you need to have a weapon. But the weapons in He Man become irrelevant because all of them are a walking weapon in themselves. You know, aside from He Man and Skeletor, who are you know most powerful men in the universe, you have got the Lord of Destruction. He uses magic and, and has this havoc staff. King Hiss, I mean, I feel like he's almost like Skeletor. Um, doesn't need the the staff. It's but it's like a, a regal element. To the snake, or along with the me, shield, this is really yeah. the only, yeah, with the shield and the staff. Like, I kind of feel like that's really a weapon that only King Hiss needed to have. Like, even though Squeeze came with the, the the snake serpent that would wrap around his arm, you know, which was I guess you could use that as like a club almost. Like, you grab a hold of somebody and swing your, you know, uh, kind of like Clawful's mace or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you know, Snake Face was a weapon. Rattler was a weapon. Tongue Lasher was a weapon. Uh, Multibot was a weapon. He didn't oh, need the staff because he was a weapon himself. King Randor having a staff. That makes sense. Sorceress with a staff. That makes sense. Um, yeah, Scarab Glow. 
Yes, yeah, me, like having Scarecrow like, with his staff. I mean, it's it's a it's a scythe. Is that what it was? Is that, is this, is that a scythe? Yeah, I think you can call that a scythe. Or, yeah, yeah, but that just looks commanding, and it looks it's a great visual of this Grim Reaper type character holding a scythe that glows in the dark. It looks great. Yeah. Mosquito is a weapon. He doesn't need a blaster because if he gets a hold of you, you're done for. And plus, but the to give him yeah. a gun, he looks cool with a gun anyway. Oh. And that's the thing. I think a lot were just given these accessories just to add something. In, it's add a, little ex, a little something yeah. extra aside with the mini comic. You get a weapon to go with. And what kid well. doesn't like extra weapons, even if you're not yeah. really using them, because which I didn't. I like there was one that could almost seem boring, but I liked it because it added to his impact. I did like putting on the shield to Cyclone and having him spin, and it was like an extra blast. Like he's, You imagine getting hit, hit that hard with the shield. Not only how fast he's spinning, but that. That's gonna knock it for a loop, and it looked cool, like the yellow yeah. shield on Cyclone. I mean, just because Cyclone is probably the most striking figure. I mean, he's my favorite favorite character, but he's the most striking visually with the yellow and blue color scheme and the lenticular sticker and that yellow shield, and you get the red circles on his head and around yeah. his arms and his legs. Just a striking character, and Mossman carries a mace. I feel like you know what that works because when he's hiding and he wants to take out Triclops, he can take him out with the mace. And it was brown, picture that, being brown, it's almost like it's camouflaged in like a piece of wood, you know, you wouldn't know, you think you're just looking at some foliage of grass and dirt and logs, and then he could rise up with that thing, and it does work, I mean, contrary to what one of the posters did from uh, William George, which was beautiful, but you see Mossman coming out with like a fire that's on, I mean, But that looked cool, though, like Mossman hovering out of a cave with a torch, like, God, that's Oh, I loved it, I loved the look of it, but I kept thinking... Damn it, if he just goes a little too close to himself, he's going to set himself on fire. But I liked it. And Fedmon actually brought up a character that I was going to say, but hey, I guess great minds think alike. He said, Ram Man really didn't need his axe. And you're right, I never used the axe. It looked cool, but no, his feature is just, bam, using his body. He is the weapon of Ram Man. So I was like, I didn't use his axe. Hell, I know most people even lost Ram Man's axe. I don't know if it's because they didn't care or what, but Ray Man does have issues, especially the vintage one when you go looking on eBay. Not many of them have that damn axe. No, no, it's it's kind of hard, but it's not important to me. It really is not if I if I never have it, because that's that's not. Even though the character is depicted like that in his first mini comic, other than that, the axe becomes irrelevant pretty quickly because he is another weapon. I will like Mechanic because he is a reconnaissance character. Does need a weapon, and I gotta think do something. Object, yeah, I think a mace or even a gun. I think giving giving Mechanic Cobra Con slash Zodax gun along with the mace, because if he can see see far away, he ought to have like a sniper rifle or something like that. that something that you know from a distance that he could actually like take out Webstore and Cobra Con at a distance because he can see them and have, have better better uh, vision on the like. That's what I mean. Oh, I thought Mechanic with the with the gold mace looked really cool, but I think he needs like some sort of like sniper rifle or something. I like that too. I I would say the same thing sometimes when I was talking about characters that would fly. I was like, I never really wanted it as cool as like the staff of Avion and some of the other weapons, like you know par- that some flying characters could use. I always thought, well, God, you figure if you had that advantage of almost like you know how with Mechanic first being able to see great distances, picture being one of the very few characters that could fly having some kind of weapon that could blast to where you don't have to get in the mix with the swords or a lance or an axe, that's almost beneficial as well as having something to hit from a distance if you didn't want to come in close. So I used to, yeah, I used to picture that too. And there's there's two characters I absolutely love, but I actually hate their stupid accessory. And I might get flack for this. 
And it's the comet warrior stoned on a rock on as cool as that was putting that into their chest and on their hand at times. I just didn't use them. I put them off the side and I would use them as like rolling and rocks and bam and smash and transforming into the rock form. Even though I understand the item they had, I, I never used their weapons. I don't know about you, but I just never. Used yeah. I, I only had stone door as a kid and I, I liked using it. Um, I didn't quite, um, grasp and I, I understood it more as an adult when I got uh, rock on and got to revisit the mini comic, like using that device as a reflector of the sun to blind your enemies. Like, not only that, but it's a pistol as well. So I thought that was pretty cool of, of, of it's like a two-way weapon, so to speak. So I, I like it. However, they're walking, talking meteors. They, they, I mean, they can go in flight and just smash the hell out of anything. If they were, they could launch themselves into combat up into the sky and take out a fleet of Hordax bat mechs, or or put a massive hole through Skeletor's collector just by flying up into the sky and just ramming right into it. And just cutting a massive hole right through the hole, the hole of the ship, like they themselves, they are weapons. I mean, everybody. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody that I'm looking over at the wall. Beastman, even though he, I think Beastman with a whip, he he's master of all animals. A whip commanding them, like that makes sense. I think it's a cool weapon. I don't think I would want to see Beastman with any other weapon other than that whip. Um, Looking at the wall here, if anybody else, because uh, we kind of touched on most of the people that I see on well, the wall man, over here. Well, two, so like two, all right, here, here's two more. All right, too bad with the shield. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking I vintage. I think too bad needed to come with, like the 2000. Next one did a mace or a blunt object of some kind. Something, something. Yeah, and it's like and one, it's one, you know, you either got Tuvar or Badra using the shield to block, you know, in defense. And the other half, two of our badger with a blunt object or sword to go on the offense. Like yeah, a two-headed two character needed two weapons. Yes, and actually you could even to some degree beyond just a shield and beyond, a, like you said, a blunt object. you got to think, since they can't split up, and if you're going to have multiple people coming at you, at some point you probably would need a blaster at some point to try to keep some off and switch to this weapon, and then he would use a shield, maybe he could block. But yeah, that's a character that you're right, since they're stuck together. He could have used a multitude of weapons. I think he would have worked yeah. perfectly with a multitude of weapons. I, I think I. I mean, I just and, and Modulock and Multibot. They only come with the gun that that snaps together. Yeah. That that should have been something. Even though, you know, uh, Modulock's hands were not really meant for holding anything, unless you kind of you know you had to kind of lay it together in both hands to make it look like he's holding it like a rifle almost. Multibot has got the guns. That makes makes a lot of sense to have like a couple of guns for like because. Well, I guess they got the concept right. They just put it, did it later with Multibot having two pistols. You know, too bad, but his hands are completely locked in. So I'm glad that the, the Horseman changed it up a bit when they did the 2000X version because he does come with two weapons. So Yeah, it's and it's such a, you know, the character when Too Bad first came out, It's it was such a unique look. You know, this hulking big son of a gun, and he's, you know, in just fist poses. So nothing's open to grab, and it couldn't really the aesthetics i guess he comes off more as like kind of like with he-man like he you just even if you don't have the power sword of the axe he's the most powerful man in the universe with too bad he's meant to punch you know yeah. like he's a big right hulk of a double, character right. yeah, yeah that'd be like a character you would not want to get like grizzler yeah. i look at grizzler and leech the same way like just a big monster of a character that relies on their strength a lot and i i wish the idea of them being a double-headed strategist to, to look at that 
because most of double-headed characters are depicted as morons in fantasy. But to look at him and think that this guy uh, is, is like uh, works alongside with Skeletor a lot in planning strategy and attacks on Grayskull, the Royal Palace, or going after not. I would love to see Tuvac portrayed that way, that they they may argue with themselves, but not in an idiotic way. They argue because no. they feel like we should attack Grayskull from below. No, I think we should do it from above. And let Skeletor right. think about all these possibilities. Like, God, that'd be great. Stinkor is another one. He just comes with the shield. Yeah, and I thought he could have used something that could have amplified his stinkiness. If he could have shot out squirting kind of rays or something weird, some kind of gun to amplify. But he himself, it. as we've said before, he's stink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does it. And, and like but Clamp Champ, which Wiley Walt brought up, Clamp Champ. See, that's the thing. He himself. He's a weapon. He's got senses beyond almost anybody. He knows when danger is coming, and he has the clamp. But you wonder, is there anything else he could have had, or does the clamp just work in his body as a no, weapon? I, I, I a- love the idea because I've always said it before that the clamp is an extension of his strength. Like, I, I when a, a guy with a name like Clamp, I imagine if he grabs a hold of you in a bear hug, you're not getting out of it because the the guy is so damn strong. But the clamp, instead of just always having to use the strength, is just it's like an extension of just how strong he is. If that clank gets a hold of you, you're not getting out of the grip unless he unlocks it. The same thing with him. If he wants to let go of you, or that's the only way you're going to get out of his grip. Like that's how I've always wanted to think of Clanchet is the guy is so strong. He is. And, and, and like we said, with his senses to take on multiple people at the same time and almost anticipate moves, but how cool could it have been? Like, let's say, you know, beyond the toy gimmick of it, if like going into the cartoons, picture the clamp, it's got a certain design to where first he's fighting, holding people off, and then when somebody comes and he ch- uses the clamp, it clamps around them, but he hits a button and it detaches, and it holds yeah. them permanently in that, and then he could keep doing that. Like, he might have, you know, 20 of these things, but that'd be a great way to, like, hold him at bay, hold that person at bay. It's like, yeah, he's his own damn-ass weapon. It's, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a launcher of handcuffs, almost, like body yeah. cuffs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've cool. always thought that'd be a cool idea, too. Like, there's there's so much to flesh out with these characters. Like we, we got some great depictions of the, the many comics and golden books and filmation, but there's still a lot of fun to be having these characters and really amping up the intensity of all their skills and strengths. And, um, you know, I, the weapons. Yeah. It's it, some of them can, can be argued, but I think for the most part, the characters are so interesting and kick-ass that, you know, that's why I had so much fun too. Is like as much as I would have loved to have more weapons, I was content with the punching and just assuming that if they approach Stinkor, they're gonna just start getting choked because he smells terrible. Or Cobra Khan, he sprays you, you're out, you're knocked out cold. Yeah. You know, I just um and Skeletor, I didn't ha- I only had his havoc except for a brief period. He's shooting projectiles of, of, of sorcery out of his hands, you know, to it's just that's what imagination is there for people. It is. And that's, those are probably two of the very few characters that I told you, I loved having either the gimmicks or some of the weapons for some of the characters, but the gimmicks, yes, that is their weapon. I had fun. And when it came to He-Man and Skeletor, yes, while well, all they had, <clears throat> excuse me, was their twist, you know, waist power punch. And of course, later on, they got gimmicks with their, all their, you know, the different kind of variants and stuff. But as for the main two characters, you did. You had to envision Skeletor blasting with his Havoc Staff, He-Man blocking with the sword, and if he wouldn't use the sword, he'd pick up something and throw it. So they're the characters I could use without worrying about mainly weapons all the time in a gimmick. But I told you Stratos was the hard one for me to use. I loved him flying around, but he was the one that was like, 
I had a hard time getting into him, even after watching and seeing in the comics with taking, you know, shoot blasts of energy out of his hands, which was cool as hell. I'd have to do that at times. But you're right. That's when your imagination has to kick in for ones that maybe don't have the weapons or just an extension of something uh, else. I, and I have to you this one, too, because this one almost is like this character is so slick that he avoids combat because he can't be caught. Web store. Ah, he, yeah. he comes with a gun. And I guess it would make sense that an escape artist and thief would need to have a silent weapon of some kind because if someone is being detected, you need to take them out quickly so you can go about your job of grabbing this artifact or trying to get in and out without being detected. Matter how they um, so you, had a silencer on that gun, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess if you wanted to pretend that blaster head was a, was a silent silencer rifle or something like that, because that's what he, the character is. He's an escape artist, and uh, um. Do you think Web Store needs a weapon, though? See, for me, I because grappling hook to me. If I had him as a kid and had because when I did get him, he was missing the grappling hook and his gun. I, he had he had the 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 chest chest plate pieces and everything. So if I had the grappling hook, I would probably be using the grappling hook it, as a blunt object to smack people around and also which, climb up. So which you could because I I vividly remember my stories with Web Store. I would actually act like he's doing the spinning and throw it and it always latch on to Castle Grayskull and I pulled that string and he zzz, he'd go up quickly and if He-Man was on top of Castle Grayskull, I then had Webster like latch onto him like he was a spider. That's how I played with him. It was like he was doing spider things even though he didn't have well spider you know legs and arms. But yeah. the oh damn that grappling hook was just such a fun ass little gimmick of just throwing it onto something and having him zip up quick. And you'd you'd hook up like other ropes and I did Damn, you're actually bringing back memories. It wasn't just for Trap Doll, but now that I remember it, Web Store was the one I really went nuts when I would get some strong strings and tie them from spot to spot. And after he'd latch onto Castle Grayskull, I used to go and throw it onto that string and then let go, and he would just go zip lining down with the grappling hook on a rope that I would have going from one spot to another. I damn, that's weird. I'm glad you said that, man. It brought back a memory. God, I haven't thought of that in years. Thanks for that. <laughs> and th we're doing this podcast for free. Hey, look what kind of entertainment we're providing, not just for you and I, but for the people listening to this, too. I mean, this is um, it's who would have thought we'd have such a rich conversation just talking about, you know, weapons, the you know, <laughs> came with the figures and things like that. And here we are having a very dynamic conversation about what they should have came with where we have. I mean, it's there. It just shows you there is no limit. To There's this no, property, they're they're so never, you know, is, is even when you and I struggle about like, did we do this? Did we cover that? <laughs> there still is always something. I swear, if we can make it to two hundred episodes at least, I'll be super happy with that. Oh God, we're gonna be going you know? beyond that. Trust me, we're we're closing in on three years. Coming here on episode one fifty six, I'll be three years straight. So that's gonna be. That'll be a doozy. It's going to be all involving the fans and a lot of stuff. And like I said, with the Master Universe Jeopardy and things and winning prizes, that'll be good. But, well, since we pretty much wrapped up with weapons and we got a question right now, this is where you guys can ask us any questions, whether it's from the cartoon, mini comics, movie, anything you want, something about future stuff, you go ahead. And I'll jump to the first question that we have from Zentron. He said, if you were given the opportunity to design a new Masters of the Universe character, what abilities, powers, gimmicks would you give them and why uh do you want to take it first tyler or do you want me to go or what R repeat it one more time i was just texting nathan real quick uh he said 
If you were given the opportunity to design a new Masters of the Universe character, mm-hmm. what abilities, powers, gimmicks would you give them and why? Um, you know what? I know we, we, we kind of got one. Well, we did get one in the cartoon, but we did get one in the toy line. And I still, even though I still want, want, um, Icer, I, I still think a, an ice character, um, I know we got Icer, but I think, um, something, something along the, or, oh, I'll take that back, a fire-based character, a character that is Lord of Fire, you know, someone that, 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 that is their strength. I, you got, you got Icer, you know, working for Skeletor, he may need someone that can control fire. So that way you got fire and ice on the battlefield. So yes, I, I think a character that that is that can manipulate fire. Not saying he's got to be like human torch, but we're saying, you know, someone that kind of looks human, but he's got a, a fire motif to him as well. Maybe um, even a flame sword or something with flame. Yeah, a sword. Uh, yeah, a sword made of flame, an axe made. Kind of like how Drago Man's weapons looked. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of, kind of like that. So that way you got Drago Man and Icer would be, you know. Uh, foes of this fire-based character. See, I, I think a heroic because you would look at the guy fights fire-based character. He's probably a bad guy. Like, no, no, no. Oh he's God. a good guy. You know. And you know what's even cooler? That is like you know you see the gimmicks with Hurricane Hordak. You've seen something with Sarad. But could you imagine if like one of his hands when it held out and you did a gimmick on the back, sparks that look like flames yeah. come out of his head. Damn that that yeah shit yeah. I like that. I like that fire character. Um, uh, me no, I just. I told you, I've always wanted something like, I don't know, a gargoyle or some kind of werewolf creature within the world of Masters in the Universe. And the gargoyle character, I don't know, having something to do with stone, some kind of like ancient, like gravelly looking big axe, you know, like hammer axe, something. He's got to look rough and gritty. And maybe maybe he would have something that could snap on almost like a shell. But when it comes out, he would look like he's in some other kind of like, you know, demonic form. But some kind of gargoyle character, I've always been fascinated after seeing Chris Pacone do one a while ago, thinking, damn, a gargoyle or even just a wolf character, just something like that. Yeah, we, we desperately need a wolf, whether he works for, for Hordak or Skeletor, like a, a guy that wants power and will will take on the like curse of becoming a werewolf because he feels like when the moon is full, he can go out and be a very he can hang with the big guys. You know, but when the moon is out, he is like a like a, a thief or a guy that infiltrates a tavern trying to listen to something, goes back to Skeletor. And then, you know, unless Skeletor commands it, the guy becomes a werewolf and, uh, during a, during, when the moon is up. Let's not do the whole full moon thing because that just yeah, becomes just a little too. Unique you know, to Masters could have been cool and different. Yeah. Whatever spin or twist. I'm quickly going to hopefully let's see if I block that camera. Am I blocked right now? Yes. Okay, because I can't be getting up while you guys see me move and see what well, I'm Nathan grabbing. just told me live on the podcast here, he ordered himself a trap jaw loose for 70 bucks, and I'm assuming it's a trap jaw classics figure. Uh-oh. So, okay. good, for Na- good for Nasty Nate there. He's wanted a cl- classics trap jaw for a long time. I was wondering what he did. And Adam Gabbert, like I said, he wanted me to show Trevor Goodchild's one of his key weapons that I did. See, now I'm waiting for, um, just to let you know, Adam, and others as well. I make card backs, but the bubbles I do where I seal my vintage figures, I have to order those overseas. And I'm usually always, well, I can't get them within the United States usually. I'm trying to find somebody that does it because, damn, those bubbles, they're hard to get. And when I get them, they're usually expensive. And I'm waiting for those to arrive to seal up some of my vintage 
carded figures. So that's what I'm waiting for, Adam. But yeah, at least want to show the key. You want to be show one of his accessories. So there you go. And damn, you're right. Nathan's spending some good money on a trap doll. Yeah, that would have to be. A, a well, it's just unfortunate that you know all, all the the traditional characters. You know, they they call it, well. I mean, most of the classic figures. I mean, unless you go to the ones left over on Walmart.com or or something like that, they're not. They're just not cheap. I mean, any any of the collector stuff from like GI Joe and Transformers and He Man, all, all that, the new stuff, you're better off going and collecting the vintage stuff and getting it cheaper than the new stuff. I don't understand that logic, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I think I'm pretty sure Nathan can get a complete loose trap jaw vintage a hell of a lot cheaper than the classic version of trap jaw. You know, yeah, and you think it'd be the other way around, but that's what people yeah, have to gonna... do. To, one way or another for any of them, yeah, you're definitely going to be paying some money. And yeah, Febmon, yeah, this is definitely, it's a, yeah, it's like group therapy. So, that, no, that is what's great. When we talk, it's uh, everybody can, like I said, we usually come to some common ground, even if there's any disagreements or anything. Yeah, we don't go at it. We never try to do that. And like the no, one time it's, I, it's, if I feel like I've upset Joe in any way, bully him, I feel terrible about it. I mean, it, it eats away at me like a carnivorous bacteria. If I, if I get off, talking to joe and like i think joe's upset with me and then it just weighs heavily on my head and i'm walking around with this imaginary anvil on my head you know while i'm at work or something and the joe's like i don't know what you're talking about i'm like shit <laughs> shit that's exactly but no we always try to keep it cool but um okay let me see uh then brown said uh, a female heroic changeling like catcher would be cool yeah yeah that, yeah. yeah i, I like i like a, a, a shape-shifting female character that'd be pretty badass yeah, especially if, what was was there a character? Was there an idea? Now I know that we seen Netta back in the day was just gonna be a giant net, but didn't Axel create like wasn't there gonna be an idea where they could have maybe had Netta looking like the the bigger? Where she looks, she looks like a, like a shapely woman, and then when she would expand, she becomes the 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 version that you saw in the created character contest. Yeah, and you'd wonder how it work if it'd be a snap feature or what, but yeah, so, something like that could be kind of different, almost like shedding a skin, like maybe the old King Hiss, however you can... Yeah, if something like that could be done, it would be cool, but yeah, because Netta, I always wondered back then, even when seeing her, I was like, how could they make that character? What what could they do to make I just her? think having her show up in, in the, a, a standard kind of female buck with the the the... the the skin tone of a net all over and she comes with an accessory of an expanded version of herself that yeah. you could just kind of pop up as if it's like she was going to wrap herself around somebody so because from a visual standpoint axel's design of that looks even i mean it, it buries the original design but it makes sense though yeah no, it, it does. It does. It's just, yeah, yeah, incorporating the figures can always be tricky, but definitely, yeah, more changelings definitely would be cool, especially if the changelings can accomplish something. But uh, JSP said, did you guys watch the 1940s style fan-made trailer? Um, I don't know what he's talking of. I don't know of what, though, he means. Yeah, there, I don't, I'm not sure what he means by that either. You might have to follow that up, JSP. I didn't know what that meant. Just want to see if there's anything else. Uh, uh JSP said, I'll say that the classic figures are designed better than the vintage. No, I mean, they, they're great looking. They're amazing. Looking. Like I said, it's just taking our vintage stuff and souping them up more you know, articulation. But some of the, definitely, the vintage ones at least keep their action feature gimmick, which that is still cool because, yeah, I know they didn't want to do that with classics. It would have cost too much. But I guess that's what you can appreciate both for. The vintage ones for all their action features and still looking badass as hell. 
and the cool upgraded ones for classics, more articulation, more detail. Yeah, respect to definitely both of those. Um, let me see. I that might I think that might be it. And I'll just wait to see if wait. JSP said there's a Masters of the Universe trailer that a fan made that shows what it would look like in the 1940s. Well, definitely JSP when this is over, I'm gonna have to YouTube that. I heard nothing of that. It's, it sounds that's news to me. I've never heard of such a thing. All right, but okay, well. Oh, Jesus, Toki Deathhammer just joined us at the last second and said, Queen Frost <laughs> and the new She-Ra is the worst. Yeah, you might have to go back. It, damn right it is, because Frost is my favorite She-Ra character. She's beautiful. She's striking. She's elegant. And now it's just... Where's the talking about Pandora, they decided to make the one ice character an Eskimo. You know, like, doesn't, that, doesn't that kind of sound like ironic from a show that's trying to pander and be politically correct yeah, i just the the whole jacket thing just blows my mind i'm like a cold character who harnesses the power of cold is not going to wear something to get warm i can't say it enough but um jesus we yeah but don't totally yeah, we, we, we don't want beautiful women showing any skin here because you know it's 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 demeaning you know god what a horrible design god. though a jacket i can't all, say all of it every single one of them is just ugly as sin and there's but, nothing Heroic looking about Bo or Seahawk. Hordak is just like the skinny wimp looking character I thought he was gonna be. Imp looks like a baby, a little fat baby on, on Hordak's shoulder. There's nothing impish about imp. Yeah, Toki, you're uh, gonna have to hit us back at the beginning when we're done because you'll hear everything we say. Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy the uh the the uh, demolition crew coming in on the yeah, on, yeah. on the new cartoon. <laughs> We did it respectively. Uh, respectively yeah, but- we did not go on like a big, you know, F you and this and that. You guys go to hell for doing what you did. Like, nope, no, we, we didn't do that. No, nope, we definitely didn't do that. And neither side should do that, like I said. And no, nope. um, I think we did lose Zentron some point during the show because he said he was almost falling asleep because it gets late where he's at. So we might have missed a quote that he did. So I guess we'll catch that next time, Zentron. But well, it means well, he didn't steal my thunder this episode. <laughs> there you go. But I'm going to. Uh, Pass to you, Tyler, if you have any recommendations after that. I'll thank, of course, everybody from the chat room, and you go ahead. Um, I want to thank everybody for, um, you know, listening to what we had to say about the she cartoon. I really wasn't too concerned about pissing off a lot of people because I know a lot of people are not happy with it. But I like to think that if, when you're listening to this now or two weeks from now or tomorrow, whatever, that, um, you know, I don't care if people do like it. I never felt the urge to go and, and make a comment towards somebody who says something positive saying they're looking forward to it. I'm like, great. I don't feel the need to go and attack them or criticize them or argue with them about it because I don't care. It's If they like it, fine. But I don't like them attacking people who feel like they don't have the right to sit there and say, I don't like what I'm being shown here, and I think it looks ugly, lazy, uninspiring, cheap, whatever. So I thank everybody for, for going on this ride with us tonight about this. Um, I encourage people to check out Kevin Sharp's artwork. He's got some kick-ass. If you love Hordak, if you love King Hiss, you love He-Man, Skeletor, anybody, you name it, the guy has done a lot of characters. He's worked on some of the uh, the comics as well. Um, he does kick-ass G.I. Joe characters. He's done G.I. Joe for me. He does wonderful superhero characters as well. So if you'd like to have some original artwork, check out Kevin Sharp's artwork. He's on Facebook. He was in the chat room. He's easily accessible, extremely humble guy. Uh, check out Axel Jimenez's artwork. Um, let's see. Check out um, heman.org. Check out uh, John Atkins' uh, site, Heman World, and his Facebook page uh, catered to the uh, the live action movie. All kinds of cool, like behind the scenes pictures and uh, anything celebrating the '87 movie. 
you got to go there because John's an avid fan just like I am. He makes me look like a, a, a pathetic like excuse for an 87 fan just because of how enthusiastic he is. I hope to accomplish that level of, of fandom. I want to be on the same level as John Atkin when it comes to them. I mean, in my mind, I think that I am. But when I see what he does, like putting on screens in the movie, I ain't got shit on him. But uh, check out Joel Mato's Customs. Contact him through Facebook. Um, if you like what you have to say, check out Beyond Retro Podcasts and Capes and Commentaries, where we have a trilogy, a trifecta of entertaining podcasts talking about popular uh, 80s and 90s movies, television shows, cartoons. We do commentaries for some of your favorite cartoons, just sitting talking about random stuff. I mean, we we got a lot to say about a lot of things. So if, if once a week is not enough, we got more material for you. So you can get three episodes for free each week. Definitely. You're right. A lot of good, a lot of good stuff and a lot of different topics of anything you can imagine. But before I want to thank everybody in the chat room, I didn't mention this. I didn't mention this earlier on Beyond Retro. I thought I'd say it now. It was something that was kind of spooky. It's just it's it's weird how your eyes please trick on you. Uh, just the other day, I was leaving the house, getting into my vehicle. There's been since I moved into this area for about maybe eight years, nine years. There's this little cherub, I don't know if that's what you call it, you know, those little white things. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a white statue, yeah, and he's he has, like, a book in front of him, and I don't know if he has, like, a violin, ukulele, whatever. I could have swore I got in my vehicle, and as I turned over, for whatever reason, to look that way, I thought I, like I said, for whatever reason, I turned towards and looked at him in my yard. I swear his head was like this, and then it went like that and moved. It was him. <laughs> it was him. It freaked me out. baby hell. in your yard. Oh, shit, Tyler, I can't tell you. I, I sat there in the vehicle, and I sat for, like, two minutes just looking like, did I just see that? And I kept waiting. I was like, okay, but, man, your eyes can really screw with you because I swear that his head was, like, that way, and then it moved, and oh, what a spooky moment. Oh, it's damn October and Halloween time, so, yeah, I think my eyes were just messing with me, obviously. because you know. But if it's going to happen, it needs to happen during this month here, so. <laughs> yeah, just don't worry. Yeah, if you're going to crazy cherubs after you in your front lawn, I think it, now's the time. <laughs> Wake up and the sun bitches in my car or something, but all right. But I did want to say thanks to every one of you guys in the chat, and we love having you. I love the interaction. Like I said, anytime you guys have questions, you can always be bringing that during the show. I tried to get to every one of you. I hope I did, you know, because like I said, it's a blast. And when we get to episode 156, it's definitely going to be dedicated to you guys. We're going to have some fun. So all I just want to say is until next time, have a powerful day, counselor. Come out, come out, wherever you are. I have to go. I can get some Cape Fear. I got Cape Fear. Oh, I got something. I'm a winner. I, say, I, I think it's like there's no way in hell. It's like, of course, I said this every week that Joe should yeah. be to get most of these. But yes, I think everybody At least, that uh, Yeah, definitely. If I didn't get that, I, yeah, you could have really chewed into me. But I'll see you guys next time. Later. <laughs>